Hi, hello. This is the 10th demonstration of the broadcast system. We're a bit early today because we are recording. Uh, we're recording, we're not recording very much. We're not. We are doing live marches, tall tales tonight on Zoom. Email us at uh, talltalesnight at gmail to learn the details if it is before tonight when you are listening to this. Uh, and uh, and I have to do this early because I've got to write a James Pond before then and also work out how Zoom works. Today we have, for your delight, Tall Tales Regular and the Eminence Grease behind the Michelin Web Look and Michelin Web Sound and many, many other things, including Tall Tales' own War Horses of Letters and some hay in a manger. Gareth Edwards, though I think actually, to be honest, he prefers the term producer to Eminence Grease. He, he thinks the term Eminence Grease is, I, and I quote, ageist and quite hurtful. But anyway, this is Gareth Edwards. Hello, I'm Gareth Edwards, and as well as having a job in an office where in more normal times I used to go every day, I write children's books. It's a sort of second career, and it all began when I started to draw on games I play with my children, things that happen in our busy neighbourhood, and a kind of gnawing despair at my own mortality. Over the last few years, I've had several books published, but I've also had several other books not at all published. For example, The Big Animal Mix-Up, a rhyming lift-the-flap picture book where animals get mixed up in hilarious ways. Hooray! Published! The Problem with Pizza, where a rat and a stray dog mug a pizza delivery boy. Not published. You never can tell what an editor will go for, but the important thing is to keep looking around you. You never know where the next idea will come from. Anyway, I thought I'd share with you one of my unpublished picture book ideas that I wrote a while back. And although it's very well camouflaged, you might even be able to detect a hint of modern workplace politics hidden deep in the subtext. Deep in the forest, far beyond the hills, there lived a badger. He was a kind badger, and he worked hard to provide for his family of three small badgers and a lady badger who he had been with since they met at Badger University. He wasn't a young badger, but at least he still had all his hair, even though some of it was grey, but that was normal for badgers and it actually quite suited him. And his name was Graham. But Graham was an anxious badger, because that morning... There was to be a gathering of all the animals from this particular bit of the forest where he had his job of being a badger, when he was deputy supervisor in the digging, snuffling and generally looking at trees department. Graham didn't know what the gathering of all the animals was going to be about, but he had a bad feeling about it, because he'd read the special message that was sent around on the forest messaging system, which was basically leaves with writing on, and the wind blew them onto your log-stroke desk, and you had to read about a hundred of them every day, even when they weren't actually addressed to you, but were just cc'd for no reason, and sometimes they were just, has anybody seen my twig? And then someone else saying, no, and then someone else saying, I found the twig now, thanks, from people he'd never ever met. Anyway, this particular leaf mail about the gathering was an important one, and it said that a very senior bear was going to be making a short presentation in the staff clearing, 
about changes in the way Graham's particular bit of the forest was organised, followed by questions. Graham knew it was bad, because also there was going to be a vole there from animal resources. And now, here they all were, and the sunlit clearing was abuzz with all the chatter of extremely stressed woodland creatures. What fresh hell is this, muttered Graham to Annabel, who was an otter who was younger than him, but Graham thought really liked him, and sometimes they had their woodland lunch together of acorns or whatever. Oh, Graham, you are funny, Annabel laughed, and lightly touched Graham on the bit of his paw that would be an elbow if he was a person. And although deep down Graham knew nothing would really come of it, it was still nice. And then, suddenly, Annabel stopped listening, because at that moment, the senior bear arrived. First of all, said the senior bear, I'd like to address some rumours that I know have been going around about things that I and my bear colleagues may have done in the woods. These were isolated incidents, albeit ones which took place repeatedly over many years, and it's a matter that we want to draw a line under and also some leaves over the top of. Second, said the senior bear, who was actually younger than Graham and was wearing preposterous glasses, it's no secret that this particular bit of the forest has been outperformed by its competitors in some way to do with trees and bark and toadstools, although there's no point going into specifics as to exactly what that might mean in practice. So we've had a team of earwigs in and they strongly suggested we implement a flatter, more dynamic woodland. This inevitably means that animals who want to thrive in this particular bit of the forest will need to be flexible, which is good news for the weasels. Also dynamic and adaptable. And above all, young in their outlook, although not necessarily young physically, because it would be against woodland employment law for me to say that. Oh, and also, none of you will have your own logs in future. You'll all just have to share them, and we're calling it hot logging. Graham the Badger wanted to think of a joke to whisper to Annabel, but then a squirrel from the nut-counting department started crying, and it put him off. That night, Graham couldn't sleep, uh, although this wasn't as bad as it sounds, as badgers are nocturnal. He hated the forest. He hated the way his wife was asleep and he wasn't. He hated the senior bear and the team of earwigs. Most of all, he hated himself. I shouldn't be here living like this, he thought. It's not natural. Then Graham had an idea. He woke Mrs Badger up to tell her about it, which she was actually quite irritable about. I know what I should do, said Graham. I'm going to give up my job in the forest and travel around the whole world on a motorbike and finally write that screenplay I had an idea for at Badger University. Graham also thought he might ask Annabel the Otter to come with him, but there was no point telling Mrs Badger about that, and anyway, it was stupid, and Annabel wouldn't say yes. He knew that deep down. But darling, if you do all that, said Mrs Badger, I will get a big dog to find you and kill you. But I know what you could do. You could turn all your funny ideas into a story instead, and that would make you feel less suffocated. Also, I think we should do couples counselling. And so, that's exactly what they did. The end. When we think of the extraordinary festival that is to come later today, 
We hope you will forgive us for making today's episode a shorter one. And I know I'm sure some of you will be literally grateful. Uh, we have we have had actually a very exciting thought about the music that that we will soon be able to share with you. A really lovely idea uh, that might be a good idea. It's a lovely idea. It might be a good idea, but it might be a terrible one. So we are running it through uh, our various algorithms, which are which are secret and highly complicated. And uh, well, I mean, basically, Sue's not answering her phone. That's that's the problem. I, it's, it's hard to blame her. Anyway, that's the situation. I think there will be some exciting musical news in the near future. We will share it with you if there is. That's us for today. Uh, well, it isn't. That's us for now. Later today, there's so much more of us. Be well. Be good. Uh, be good to each other. Crucially, tall tales out.